not to just be competitive, I do price mine a bit lower because I don't feel that that is sustainable, right? Like charging $2,000 for a basement in Brantford, like in six months, that person's going to stop paying, right? If they lose their job, like, so we're trying to just be conscious of, yes, market rents all across the board are going up, but we also want properties that as long as they're sustaining themselves, we have good cash flow. Like we don't need to be super greedy and then end up with problems down the road. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey, it's Sarah Larby. You are listening to Where Should I Invest? Today's guests are Doug and Brianne Hamilton, and we're going to be talking about the secrets to making money in rental properties. Uh, they have a few properties of their own that they short-term rent, and we're going to have great discussions about that, how to identify profitable properties as well in small towns, uh, and many others. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. But before we do that, Dahlia, what do we need to know from a financing standpoint in this week's episode? Hey, Canada, I'm so excited to share some great news with you today. Streetwise Mortgages has expanded its reach to service investors across multiple provinces. This includes Alberta, British Columbia, New Brunswick, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Investors in these provinces can now tap into our exclusive financing roadmap methodology. This is the methodology that helped thousands of investors scale up their portfolios beyond what they had initially envisioned. It is a custom financing roadmap that will give you crystal clear clarity on financing to grow and scale and optimize your portfolio. There are eight building blocks that we go through for every investor, including assessing where you are currently, getting clear on your real estate investment goals and what you're looking to achieve, because financing has to enable the achievement of your goals. Then talking about how are we going to align capital sources and where is the money going to come from? What makes sense to use first in terms of money tool and when? You got several money tools available to you as an investor, including equity, private money, joint venture partnerships, commercial financing, A or bank financing and alternative financing, even RSP financing. So what do you use and when is going to play a huge role into the uh, success of your portfolio and building a strong foundation. Number four is maximizing your borrowing power as you scale up. You want the lenders to continue to say yes, and you want to get access to the best cost of money. And if you don't go strategically about that, you will hit something called the financing wall. So in the customized financing roadmap kit, this is a huge building block that we focus on to ensure that you're going to continue to grow. Number five is how to structure your deals. Who's going to be on title? Do you go and put a deal in a personal name or a corporate name? If you have joint ventures, how are you going to structure these deals to ensure that you continue to grow uh, with them? We also answer any questions that you have and we help you 
avoid the costly financing and money mistakes investors make, sometimes not even consciously or unintentionally. Uh, we want to make sure that you are aware of what those is as you move forward. And finally, we put this plan into action for you. So if your objective is to acquire 10 properties next year, let's map out, map out financing. And once you hit that goal, then we revisit the financing roadmap update it to help you take it to the next level. So if you're an investor who's looking to scale up your portfolio or you're an investor with an existing portfolio who's looking to optimize it, or if you're looking for guidance in this environment that we're in, feel free to reach out to myself and my team for a complimentary planning session at info at streetwisemortgages.com. Myself and my team are so excited to support you on your investment journey and to guide you through the times ahead. And we are thrilled to be part of your success. Awesome, Dahlia. Thank you so much, guys. Reach out to Streetwise Mortgages. They have helped me tremendously. On another note, we are really ramping up with our midterm rental properties check it out our website midtermrentalproperties.com if you have a property that you would like to have on the midterm market this is going to be a great opportunity to pivot create some cash flow gain more control and uh you know there's again lots and lots of benefits we're actually actively calling a lot of the corporations the businesses the hospitals and we're building a pipeline of guests so learn more on midtermrentalproperties.com uh, and we also have a course if you are interested in pivoting from long-term over to that strategy or even from short-term over to that strategy, I think it is something of the future. So uh, you will want to look at all options to increase cash flow and all options to remain in control of the properties that you have as much as possible. On that note, enjoy the podcast. Doug, Brianne, welcome. How are you guys? Good. Good. I'm Living uh, the dream, I'm right? <laughs> That's it. I know. Eh? Last last nice weekend, I think of uh, of the year in November, we uh, <laughs> had like almost twenty degrees. I think in uh, in our regions there. Um, so for those of you that don't, or for those listeners that don't know, you know who Doug and Brienne is, uh, give us a thirty thousand foot view. Um, so we um, were married. Um, we've got two wonderful uh, twins, uh, a boy and a girl. Uh, they're seven years old and um, our family does um, real estate investing in particular. Uh, um, we have long-term holds and we also do some short-term stuff. Uh, we've got two companies right now, uh, which is Junction House uh, Properties. Um, and then also we've got uh, another company called Junction House Getaways, which is kind of the, the short-term and guest house kind of um, side of the business. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been doing it for a while. We've got properties from, uh, we've got some in Sudbury um, and in Brantford because Brantford's awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we went into like um, Norfolk County, which is below Brantford and also into Hallamond County and, and places like that, which are, they're they're definitely more rural and they're they're cheaper and it it lo looks pretty good but you don't have the big you know if you think Brantford is a small town it's 
It's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, absolutely. You know, I mean, the numbers still work in small towns. Like people are very afraid of them. But if you've got the fundamentals right, it, the fundamentals make sense, right? And I think too, I mean, again, I can't speak for every small, small town, but many of them don't have a whole lot of rentals. So your rental, uh, you know, price per month is often quite high in comparison to the purchase price, not on every single market, but like you said, do your, your fundamentals and make sure that it, you know, it is one of those, those areas. But oftentimes I, I find that that's the case. Yeah, no, we have like in particular, right below Branford, which is in Hallaman County, which is the major Norfolk, Norfolk County, sorry. Uh, the major town is Simcoe, mm-hmm. uh, which is all very confusing because there's there's two Simcoes, right? <laughs> one one's like near Barry. <laughs> yeah, that's not the one. No. Um, so that like the numbers are great. Um, there's you know there's a college there, there's a hospital there. There's, you know, a a large industry, small industry, you know, power generation with all the wind turbines. There's a huge, um, uh, you know, cottage industry there, Mm -hmm. uh, meaning like, you know, um, holiday industry. Um, Again, isn't there a car manufacturer or something like that there? Toyotsu. Toyotsu, yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on, but, you know, every, you know, people are, thinking, oh, it's a small town. Well, not really. There's a lot going on in small towns, right? You just need to understand and you don't want to go with a one trick pony, right? Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. you, you know, everybody says that like since instance, Sudbury is just one trick pony. It's just a, it's just a mining town. No, it's actually a large city and it has a mine, which, you know, is a very different story from a tiny town with for sure. You know, one industry. <laughs> where, so. And so now where do you guys actually live? Toronto. Okay. So you are in a big town, uh, <laughs> huge yeah. town. And, uh, and, and you decide to go out further to Brantford and, and Norfolk, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so can I ask why? Um, point, yeah, I good point. I think uh, <laughs> it came down to, again, running numbers, right? Yeah. So like many investors, Um, we were able to take out equity in our house in Toronto. Um, You know, again, it's that time in the market. We've owned this house Mm -hmm. for almost 10 years now. So as you can imagine, properties in Toronto, you know, pretty much tripled in value. So with that, we were able to, um, you know, go shopping kind of thing, right? So um, at the time when we started in Brantford, it was around 2019. So you could still get decent bungalows for, you know, around 400, if not Mm -hmm. under. Mm -hmm. Um, so we were able to get a few, um, and just keep growing our portfolio. So Mm -hmm. we like Brantford, I think why many investors do, and it's still close to Toronto. Um, you know, we can go out on the weekends and stuff. So, and it's like, we have done stuff in Toronto, like we've ran the numbers, we've, we go see places and it just, it's it's, it's tight. So yeah, you can spend all your time here. Um, but there, you're not going to find the great the the cash flow. Excuse me. Um, so it, it's a bit different. I mean, mm-hmm. Toronto is great if you've got a, a, a ton of money that you need to put somewhere mm-hmm. and it's going to hold its value and and increase. But you know, um, for our we can make it go f- further by you know being more uh, active within the business, right? The return um, on more, passive, more money yeah. in. 
The return on your yeah. money invested is yeah. higher because you have not only the appreciation in let's call it Brantford versus Toronto. Um, well, this next year, who knows, but you've got your mortgage pay down, but you also have some cash flow. So you're also putting the 20% down, which is, you know, 20% of 400 versus 20% of a million or 700 or 800 is, is quite different. So, you know, your return on the actual money invested is, is definitely better. Your return on ca cash is better. Um, okay. So you, so when did you actually start investing? Was that 2019? Yes. Yeah. All right. So right before the pandemic. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what was your strategy when you were first starting? Were you doing the so first we strategy? Doing was it buying Okay. Yeah. And I mean, theoretically we were doing it before, but they were just buying holds. Right. Um, so we really got into the whole renovation thing, um, right before the pandemic yeah, was... and I've got a background in construction. So, nice. um, we kind of utilized that to, to really help out our projects um and i think we had one going almost the entire time all through the pandemic we had i guess in total we did three duplex conversions from like march 2020 four. Four. um oh yeah four because in sudbury yeah. too so we had from march 2020 we started till you know august 2021 um we were you know busy all through um converting those those properties. So, you know, we had a great contractor. Um, we were able to stay ahead with planning, making sure we had all of our supplies and, you know, whatever material they needed ahead. So we didn't, obviously we encountered a few delays, but nothing major. So. Okay. All right. So you're, you're essentially in the pandemic, uh, doing this when everybody was probably freaking out in the beginning. Um, you know, and, and the markets changed a lot. I think in the beginning, we were thinking that like things were going to start going down in, in March, 2020. And I think they did for like a very, you know, a couple months, three, four months, if, if that, and then they, they came back up with a vengeance. Um, and, you know, and I think everybody who rode that wave uh, came out looking like a hero, um, you know, because it was essentially just up, um, up by some crazy numbers. It, it doesn't mean that we weren't like, you know, Crapping ourselves, <laughs> like it was, it it's it, it's scary. Like I find it's so interesting because there's a lot of people we listen to all the podcasts and we're yeah. all you know in to our networks and stuff like that. And yeah, like a lot of people try not to talk about the stress and mm. how much work is involved, but it's a it's a like it's a big job right yeah. like I mean it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and um and especially like in short term even like short term if you think that long term is a lot of work wait until you get into short term right yeah I, de it, I definitely want to talk about short term in a bit but you know like what are some yeah. of the challenges as an example that you have gone through you know doing your initial burrs uh throughout the pandemic or even I mean, I think it was a pandemic or not, but what are some of the challenges that you can share? Because it isn't, like you said, all perfect all the time. There's, you know, no, there's the downside and there's the stress and there's, you know, the the time involved in, in all this stuff. Well, yeah, there's the time. It always takes you longer than it thinks. Um, and I do like even, you know, when I do a project on my own, I always like I slightly underestimate how long it's going to take for me to physically you know, put in a door or put in a furnace or anything like that. So I think every single uh, project that we've ever done, we've always gone over on our budget. Now, 
saying that, <coughs> we had <coughs> a buffer, right? Because I always knew that we were going to go over. Um, but we never were pleasantly su uh, surprised and got, you know, under. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Sorry. I think, um, too, one of the, <laughs> the key things was with our contractor that we worked with, um, he employed a lot of his trades so we didn't have um a lot of delays and scheduling issues right because his guys were always there um and uh and yeah so we we, we were able to keep on track on our schedule quite a bit yeah. that's good that's good was it a local contractor no he's actually um he's based out of oshawa but he works in oh, Brantford. Wow. All of guys work in Brantford. Yeah. okay all right very cool all right so you had a good contractor definitely it's important to have a good person on your team uh, and so you were doing the burst throughout and then let's talk about, you know, 2022, uh, you know, January, February, the market was a, at an all time high. Um, what were you guys doing uh, at that point? And then, you know, how, if, if at all, have you pivoted since then? So we were, we're, we were in the middle of two renos, right? That it was at the North Norfolk. Oak, yeah. So North start Oak, of 2022, it was, you know, again, the peak of everything. We had just taken on a huge reno with our um, uh, Victorian house in Simcoe. And the plan for that was to reno for a short-term short -term rental um, and have the basement a long-term tenant. So we were um, knee deep in a like, you know, multi, Massive. you know, half million dollar reno. Um, and also, you know, still in um, buying mode, right? um so we we're gonna we, go we were looking flips but then we kind of said mm, let's just back off a little bit mm -hmm. um and then we got a uh one of our partners wanted to do some uh joint venture cottage stuff so we started looking at that kind of thing for and short-term rental stuff and mm -hmm. we picked up another um kind of almost waterfront ish almost waterfront -ish. Yeah, yeah. across the street um, <laughs> on lake, lake erie um mm -hmm. which is done very well and we rent we bought that and rented that as well okay all right awesome and now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors hey are you looking for a reliable contractor for your next burr multifamily conversion or flip project somebody who understands how to work with investors and also real estate investing itself. I've personally partnered with Lee Polak from Wise Construction. We're actively doing many projects together in Hamilton and Welland, so things like smaller three and four unit conversions and also some larger buildings where we're converting some large empty commercial spaces into residential units. And it's always been important to me to partner and hire a contractor who does not only high quality work, but is on time and on budget and it's also a huge bonus that they have their own in-house trades, employees, and a warehouse full of building materials so that they can avoid the many labor and material shortages that we hear about often these days. A good project done on time, on budget, and with high quality work will be key to the success of your Burr multifamily conversion or flip project. So to connect with Lee from Wise Construction, text or phone him at 416-525-5951. Again, that is 416 five two five five nine five one and now back to the show so those are two went fairly well uh renos were an amazing headache and yet as you know the time was creeping up on us the um 
things were changing, mm-hmm. you know, and we weren't even done yet. Now our cottage actually finished way before, and that actually started cash flowing very nicely, like fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure what the numbers yeah, were. Yes, so we was. were able to, <laughs> and again, monthly. I think when people are, you know, getting short-term rentals, you have to weigh in that when is, if you're staging it or renoing, whatever is, when is that going to be ready to go live? Because are you in peak vacation season or are you, you know, in the dead of winter? So um, we really pushed hard to be able to get as much of the summer income as we could. Uh, so we had that live um, end of mid-July, mid, I guess the, the third week in July. So we got, um, you know, the bulk of um, August booked and September and October were pleasantly um, nicely booked as well. Um, we make the, like we made pretty good money yeah. the first month. And then we got super host. So we've had all five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got Norfolk out and we've got all star five-star reviews on though on, on that. Norfolk house has to generate a lot more money though, because it's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything was going well. And slowly the short-term rental has eased a bit, right? It was crazy. And mm-hmm. now it's starting to ease a bit. Still good. Um, but we're certainly glad that we've got a whole bunch of, uh, long-term, you know, properties that are, that are all cash flowing, um, to, you know, kind of like even it out, Mm -hmm. um, as we roll closer into the winter season, we've got people all booked up Mm -hmm. for the cot. Even now the cottage is going right because there's a hot tub. Hot tubs are like, you put a hot tub in it, people are going to go. I don't it's know. It's your crazy. best single per- thing for like short-term rental. It's the best thing you can purchase for your highest, you know, um, ROI in a sense, right? Because you can increase yeah. occupancy, especially off-season, especially off-season. And yeah. if you're, you know, even if you're not on water, you'll still do decently. But I'd like, that's the same thing, right? I find that like right now, you know, we're kind of back in like 2019 occupancies for the cottages, like 2020 and 2021, like you can't compare it to that. And I feel bad for people that bought, you know, at that time thinking that they're going to have those rents forever because it's just now borders are open. And actually also, I think people just have a lot less money than they used to, right? Like with the rates going up so high, you know, imagine people that have a million dollar mortgage today. Like, what is that? A, almost 3000 maybe more yeah. dollars per month increase on a million dollar mortgage from the time the rates started to today. Like, if people are on any fixed salaries, that's rough. Yeah, and they're they're scared. And you're right. They're, they're, Mexico is still there, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, the you know, those resorts are trying to get people down there as well with all their deals right because it's been a several tough years for them right all those big resorts so So what about like what about rates for you for your long-term um properties like like have the rate because I want to share some you know some of the stuff that's like happening in real time like my cash flow is not where it used to be you know back in January it's a lot less, um, but you know we've, we're pivoting and we're, we're doing a, diff- a few different things and we're actually acquiring some more properties and we're going to the midterm route. But you know, like it's it's just if you've got a long term tenant and you can only increase the the you know the rent two point five percent a year because they're like there and they're not going anywhere and they're in a rent controlled unit, 
like it or not, like, yes, there are some things that you can do granted, um, but your cash flow, just regardless, it's not going to be as good as it was back then. Um, what, what are you guys seeing on your end? So um, I guess with everything we bird, we were able to bring in our own tenants. So those are still cash flowing um, very, very well. And, you know, for us to sleep at night um, earlier this year, um, I guess it was May when things started to increase, we locked in a few of our properties. Um, yeah. Just it was for our peace of mind. So those, um, those are holding steady. Um, and, you know, I think going into it, you know, it's making sure when you buy it, if, if you have long-term tenants in there, is it going to work? Right. Um, we were, we found, so we've had a few vacancies in the last two months. A and, bunch actually. Um, so. You know, and, and listing it, obviously, you know, when we listed and, and set our new rents, like I take a look at what other people are asking. Um, and I, not to just be competitive, I do price mine a bit lower because I don't feel that that is sustainable, right? Like charging $2,000 for a basement in Brantford, like in six months, that person's going to stop paying, right? If they lose their job, like, so we, we're trying to just be conscious of, Yes, market rents all across the board are going up, but we also want properties that, as long as they're sustaining themselves, we have good cash flow. Like we don't need to be super greedy and then end up with problems down the road, right? So we still screen our tenants really well. We try to get you know a fair rent for it. Um, pretty but good, but yeah, yeah they're like still good, and and we're still cash flowing, but. I want to make sure that the tenants we're placing, like it's affordable, right? And but we're also um, making sure that we're screening the tenants. Like yeah. we, we, I think that one of our places it was close to a hundred people applied or something because we were waiting, 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 and we didn't even show it. We only showed it to like five people, mm-hmm. right? So there was this huge swaths of people. Um, like a month and a half ago that we're looking for places, but who were those people? Yeah. Right. You you know, everybody's afraid right now. Rates are going up. Housing, there's a blah, 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 blah. blah. All these very scary things are happening. People aren't moving. Mm -hmm. And so we slowed it down and we said, oh, it doesn't, you know, yes, we need these things. Yes, the rates are going up. Yes, it's very scary for for everybody. But if we rush and get the wrong tenant in, we're in trouble. That's a bigger problem, much bigger problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we needed to slow down and, you know, take some of your advice. You're all about the screening, the tenants, right? I <laughs> am all about tenant screening. Now, yeah. you know, I usually, for me, try to go to the higher end of the like price range. However, I will say um, if your if your basement unit is new and not rent controlled, I could see potentially wanting you to get you you wanted to get the right one in, and then a year later you you increase it by market rents as an example, which which makes sense. But I usually try to actually go to the top end and get a lot less people applying, and then just really do a good screen. But to each their own, right? To each their own. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Are you looking to sell but don't want to move? Did you know that with Sell, Rent, Stay's program, you can get paid and remain in your home? Life sometimes throws curveballs at us where we need to access the cash tied up in our homes. With Sell, Rent, Stay, you can get access to your home's equity without the hassle of moving from the house you call your home. 
Sell Rent Stay works with each client on a case-by-case basis to determine the value to be paid for your home. To learn more, visit www.sellrentstay.com. And now back to the show. For me, like if I hadn't done that, unfortunately, I have tenants that I should say, I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, that have been there since 2014, 2015 in a rent control property where back in the day it was like high the rent that they were paying, but now it's quite low. So I'm glad that I started with that because even with the annual increases, like you're never going to catch up if your market rents are going up 20%. But if you're in an but if you're in a in a non-rent controlled uh, unit, which it sounds like if you're doing a lot of conversions and you started in 2019, yeah, uh, that's what I'm going to guess, right? So so then I can see your strategy of getting that right tenant in because even if you go up, you know, 20%, if that's the market rent, they'll probably still realize that like they're going to go out there and see what else there is. They're going to realize that really ultimately they might as well stay because the moving expenses, the costs, uh, and they're probably going to pay, pay more regardless somewhere else or the same, right? And so- um, I don't think it's a bad strategy provided that it's not rent controlled. And it sounds like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not, we're not like, we're talking about 50 bucks. If somebody's saying 200, uh, 2,200 bucks, we're doing 50, maybe a hundred dollars under maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's just to get that <clears throat> little bit less. And then also one interesting thing, there's like little tricks that I don't know. It's, um, if you have a garage you put the garage in a different lease and then you can increase that right like there's there's ways to to mm-hmm. to ensure that you're going to get well then um, yeah we want to maximize the income that, that the property right. can, um, can generate yeah yeah um and then we're also interested in larger properties now but because that it's true this the the duplexes if you get two people in there for 20 years or two families in there for 20 years, that's. Yeah. I mean, your basement doesn't matter if, if, as long as yeah. the rules stay the same, which they can change at any time. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the unfortunate part is so this is the government, the government doesn't understand that like, you know, it is not, you know, in a landlord's best interest to get these lifers. And so we like, if a tenant, like for me, if even if they stay six months and they want to leave for whatever reason, they like need to leave because they're getting, I don't know, breaking up or, please leave. Like I know even in six months, like, yeah, it's annoying. Uh, but I'd rather reset the rent even at six months than having somebody stay for even five years. Um, yeah. because that's the, unfortunately that's the market we're in. If you're in Texas or if you're in Alberta or like, you know, all of those places is totally different, different conversation altogether. Um, so let's, let's switch over to, to short-term midterm. How did you guys get into that? Um, and, and what are you doing with that piece? Yeah, so that was, um, I guess we got into it just, you know, at that time, we, the properties that we were looking at that came up, um, we had seen, you know what, these would be a great short-term rental. Um, We wanted to get into something that obviously had more cash flow and would be more of, um, you know, an eventual income replacement for our full-time jobs Um, and definitely more of a spread there with short-term rentals. Um, you know, and we both love to travel and have, you know, been to so many different places that the idea just of, of hosting people, right. For whatever reason, like, you know, we, Mm -hmm. we kind of like that kind of, um, I guess, lifestyle vibe. So, um, and it was, it, it, yeah, it was a dream. It's been a dream for us to get into property. Like, I mean, I've always said, eventually we're going to have a resort like (laughs) that's like, you know, an actual resort somewhere warm or I don't know. And um, we know a few people um, that have kind of done that. 
so um, uh, that have kind of moved on and actually they're much much older than us right so but they've done that mm-hmm. and they have these big resorts and <clears throat> a hospitality is something brands yeah. really big I into. I think it was and, a mix too of yeah. you know the hospitality obviously it's still real estate um, mm-hmm. design you know we both Doug, Doug loves construction and making things you know kind of unique and stand out um, I love the design side of it um, you know, and also kind of the marketing, right? It's a whole different beast than just your regular um, real estate investing. So, um, you yeah, know, we kind of ticked so all the boxes much of our on... experience and, and our interests. Yeah. yeah. Um, it certainly is. It's like, it's suddenly we're ma- property management and, and a marketing company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you'd really have to get out there and advertise and um we we do pitches to or brianne does that's her kind of she's been in i don't know um communications for 20 years or something like that so okay good um just you know getting out to um like toronto life and some of the bigger newspapers and trying to get in there um you know mums blogs we've had competitions or um giveaways for nights at some of the properties um, as we're growing, um, we've, we've done those kinds of things and partnerships with breweries. We're talking to a brewery right now to do, you know, stay at our place and you get you, when you go to the brewery, you're going to get one of those, you know, tape beer taster sets for, you know, on us, right. On nice. properties. So there's lots of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, that you're doing and and yeah it's a lot of a of a more active business and it's kind of funny because I think we were wanting to do it before everybody was going oh it's awesome it's you know it's we really have to do this Airbnb thing because they're the markets changed yeah. we were kind of like right. we want to do Airbnb anyways because it's more of an active business right mm. so um but yeah but you now know, it, it, it is that's even more yeah. It, it is a ton of fun. Um, you know, I think it's it's also a lot more control. You can set the prices, you can do like damage deposits. Like you have there's a lot more flexibility, obviously, but uh, you know, I, I think it's cool that you're doing some some uh partnerships with the breweries and stuff like that. I'm always looking for ideas for my resort. It's not it's not in the tropical area, unfortunately. It's just in the core, but it's awesome. <laughs> We just did with our big Victorian house, which is we restored that place. Um, we just had a photo shoot for, and they paid us obviously uh, from Urban Planet. Planet. So Urban Planet came with all their kids and all the oh, wow. the TV crew and the the models and stuff, and they did this huge shoot there, and they actually made the entire place winterized. There was snow falling on the house, wow, right? Like cool. about what three weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? So, so how was... do you get in touch with these, like these types of oh, people? Like, no, I'm just this, yeah, <laughs> give us give us the goods, man. This is why we're doing a podcast. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's, there's no um, secrets. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'll share my secret. So there's a a website called setscouter.com. Okay, and you can list your property. Um, I'm writing, I'm writing similar... this down because I'll need it. Set Scouter. Yeah setscouter.com it's free to post you know any of your properties yeah um you you put up your description you set your rules um you know if you want them to only use certain rooms or certain whatever um yeah and then um production companies so 
set scudder is more um used by smaller production so like for photo shoots or music videos some small film productions as well um and they scour it looking for you know their next um shoot location yeah so we, we've had um a couple people contact us already um so they typically they'll come for a viewing which is free so you kind of have to be available or somebody has to be available for a walkthrough um and yeah and then if they want to book with you it's all you know done through the platform um they have to provide uh, their insurance certificates and everything so you know you're fully kind of covered what are the oh, well, like I, 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 um what is it the uh, chip clip yeah like the so, potato oh, chip clip. yeah <laughs> Oh my god why would i wouldn't even think of bringing them we have everything there nice. and really it, it, okay it does cost mm-hmm. but you're all you're getting non-stop five stars right right, right. Um, those little things those little things that people yeah, are like excited things. they don't expect it it's you know it's a surprise and a delight yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so we keep that up and then we also focus on other groups like um set scouter there's a couple of other ones and then there's um, like the wedding blogs, the, you know, wedding venue Yeah, so people, for, for uh, photo shoots too, like just getting in touch with local photographers in your area, right? They're always looking for cool yeah. venues um, for, for photo shoots. So um, we've had some interest there too, um, you know, and especially the Victorian, um, for us, it's a good spot for wedding. Um, you know, we've had people come to do like a bachelorette weekend or, yeah. you know, the weekend's before their wedding it's big enough like the wedding party can stay there and you know then they go off to um you know Niagara on the lake or wherever they're having their wedding so Mm -hmm. um you know there's kind of endless possibilities right and I think especially going into next year um for us we're really looking for ways to make sure that all the property is ours or you know ones we are managing for clients um yeah we're maximum like we're maximizing them you know to death right mm-hmm. making sure that we're, we're covering all the bases and that we can um you know just get them out there because you can't rely on the airbnbs no, verbos you know you have to be going above they're going to be bringing them in but there's some it's so one thing that we do think about and you didn't mention is the instagrammable moment mm-hmm. right like we are all about like okay yeah this room is good but where's the instagram moment right Right, there's that place where people are flipping through it and go i want to go there because it's got an egg chair and they're sparkling and i swear to god we get people saying yes i want to come for that reason and yes they do take a picture and yes do they do put it on that's key though i mean then they tag us all their friends Mm -hmm. and then somebody else comes and does it right um we actually do that and we we do we've gotten smart so now we've done we do it uh, let's say it's an egg chair or what's that wallpaper place? Um, wall sauce. Wall sauce. Okay. So we do a wall sauce uh, wall, which is like, you know, these murals that you can put on the wall. So we do that, but then we tag the manufacturer and mm-hmm. and talk to them and they tag it to all their followers, mm-hmm. which is like probably, you know, a hundred thousand. Amazing. <laughs> That's cool. That's genius. I mean, it's it's all about like, like being smart with marketing and sounds like you guys have that with it, which is that above and beyond, not just relying on one platform or one, one set way. Uh, That is awesome. Now, uh, do you, uh, would you mind sharing? Like if we add the links to the Airbnb, like as part of uh, the show notes, is that like something that you'd be willing to share so people can have a look and see what you mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we can do that. And then we've got 
we can do it for the for all of them yeah. for our clients too i guess yep mm-hmm. that's fine so yeah I'd, yeah. Love, I'd, I'd love to see that i think uh i think that, that you guys have the brains with the marketing and everything like that plus the real estate side and the real estate you know action taking real estate experience so congratulations that's uh that's awesome so the next part of the podcast is the lightning rounds i'm going to ask you guys five total questions you can each answer if you want but your answer will be like 10 seconds or less you ready to play and seconds and <laughs> seconds that's it you, you think you could do that doug i don't know okay i'll try <laughs> Today's lightning round has been brought to you by midtermrentalproperties.ca. It is a new way to rent, make more cash flow, take back control over our investments and our portfolios using a different creative strategy and pivoting. So if you want to find out more, go to midtermrentalproperties.ca. All right. Question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book? I, I know what this is. My f- favorite is um, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, which is not necessarily um, a real estate book, but it kind of is. It's about investing, but it really brings you along on this story um, about an ancient you know, Mesopotamian, or is it? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, uh, city. And a couple of stories that, you know, come from these ancient uh, writings. So, you know, investing and being smart isn't a new thing. People mm-hmm. have been doing it for thousands of years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So that was definitely I really more... like that when it gets your okay. head moving. Okay. That was awesome. That was, that was more than 10 seconds, but it's all good. Brianne, what about you? Um, oh, geez. I... I, there are some real estate ones. I think my favorite one, um, cause I read recently was, um, um, shoe dog. So it's just the story about Nike and how that started. Oh, cool. Um, I just like the, again, being, um, you know, innovative and, uh, just the, the leadership of it and the marketing side of it. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed that book. All right. No, awesome. Awesome. All right. Question number two, Doug, 10 seconds or less. Other right. than it doesn't have to be real estate specifically, but do you have a favorite podcast? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, it is uh, that, that actually I I don't, but Bigger Pockets I like <laughs> I like your and I like um, Andrew Hines has some really good guests as well. I said three. I can't. That's okay. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right, cool. Brianne, what about you? Yeah, um, I'll say two ones that Doug didn't mention. So I like Gold Digger. Um, and business savage is one I I've recently come across and, and I like her content too. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I don't know that one. I'll have to check it out. Number three, what do you guys do for fun? Oh, uh, we renovate stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. Brianne, know, yeah, anything yeah. else other than what we do? <laughs> yeah. Um, our kids. Yeah. Like, we okay. do. We try to do stuff with the kids. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Nice. A lot. Mostly mm-hmm. renovating. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four, if you lost everything tomorrow, your assets, your money, your real estate, how would you start again? A bank heist. (laughs) Lots of fun, I could think. Um, You go first, you. Yeah, I think it would just be um, connecting with people to to invest in real estate, right? And and JV with people, um, put our our knowledge to work. (laughs) Maybe in Florida, like same thing, just do it. Florida yeah, do it. Just start somewhere warmer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. without the landlord tenant board. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. If somebody has fifty thousand dollars, they want to get started. How would you recommend they spend that money? 
50,000. Uh, well, guess what? That's enough. I mean, everybody says, oh, it's not, but it really is. Sorry, it's going to be more than 10 seconds, maybe 15. Um, when you think about it, what's 15 uh, or 50? So a house in Toronto is a million dollars to actually get a house, right? And, and that can be detached with a, with a driveway, right? Um, in Toronto. And if you're a first time home buyer, it's $50,000. Right. Well, I guess you can you can buy with five percent right. down, right? Plus but I'm just cost. saying, mm-hmm. yeah, put it towards a down payment. Put it towards a down payment. Don't like, put it towards furniture and arbitrage. No, <laughs> put it towards an act like an asset that's gonna. Yeah. And then ha- house hack. You. you can't afford it. House hack it. Mm-hmm. Buy a really cruddy thing with your buddy, right? And keep ten thousand out for yourself, just because the roof is going to leak. It's okay right? Just don't sleep in that side of the corner of the room, right? Uh-huh. And then house hack it, right? right, right, uh, right. Work on it, right? But it's sitting and waiting, it's 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 not going to do you very much of anything. Um, even if you get it now and the market goes down, you're still paying down the mortgage, or actually your tenants are paying down the mortgage uh, and your buddy, and you've been working on the house. You've, you, you, you're a homeowner. You've figured it all out. If you don't, You've already spent that $50,000 going to Wonderland. So, you know, there you go. (laughs) Awesome. Brianna, anything you want to add on your end? Um, No, I think it's just get, get right back in there buying, buying real estate. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, Doug and Brianna, where can my listeners find out more, reach out to you or uh, connect with you? Um, yep. Yeah, so we're on, um, Instagram, Facebook, so junction house properties and junction house getaways. Um, and the same for our websites, junctionhouseproperties.com or junctionhousegetaways.com. Okay. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for being on and, uh, and Doug, like you're awesome. I mean, 10 seconds for you is not enough. Uh, Brian, same with you as well. I, uh, I, I like the, uh, the chemistry and, uh, Thanks very much, guys, for uh, for sharing your knowledge and, and some insights and some really great tips along the way. Okay, thank Thanks. You. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larvey. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.